Jeff Lagerman, Kevin Favor, and Kirk Waltz. Good morning. Welcome to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And you actually have uh, one host here this morning. I'm Kevin Favor. Sitting in with my good buddy, though, Dave Edwards. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Good. Yeah, good our, our, uh, our buddies, uh, Captain Kirk and, and, and Lagerman, are they're fishing today. And, and some cold blowing wind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, um, you know, I, I think that most people that, that listen to the show know that we live in Florida, Northeast Florida, and, and 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 we were talking about this off the air this morning. We've had some some incredible weather here since January. I oh, mean, it's uh, been like a long spring. Yeah, Just yeah, beautiful weather. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, literally yesterday it was it was like eighty something. Yeah. And, and and today, man, it's blowing out of the north. It's been highs in the fifties. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, and, and I know people up in the northeast or wherever in the Midwest are going, "Come on, dude." You know, for for here, that's cold. It I mean, is cold. It, 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 it and, is and cold. then and then you know you you put that on top of the humidity, and then on in the water. It, yeah. it, believe me, I I, I mean I. Uh, Those guys are bundled. I promise. You. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're they're. Uh, but they're, you're right. I think I think you know the folks up north are, are probably looking at this like, hey, it's still beautiful down there because exactly. they're covered in white. I saw that you know snow that's up there now, and uh, but yeah, they ought to be. Fishing is always a good time, but they're probably bundled up this morning. Yeah, I just happened to be on um, MidwestWhitetail.com with Bill Winky. Yeah, and and um, I, I was I was on there this weekend, and uh, they were shed hunting, which mm-hmm. I love to shed hunt. I don't ever find any. You know, they say they're out there. Yeah. Um, you know, in the South, shed hunting's you know it's kind of like finding a rattlesnake. You know, every now That's and right. then you might find one. But anyway, um, and 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 they had all these people out there and. They, it was six degrees, brother. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know if shed hunting will be fun in six degrees. Yeah, I was, I was thinking, uh, why don't you just wait till March, at least when it's like 14 degrees or so. It was yeah. six degrees. <laughs> you, you know, that's something that, uh, was, a, it's an annual event for us, my family. I mean, yeah. we, we love doing that, you know, going out and looking on food plots and it's like finding a, now, a treasure. you, are you doing most of that in Alabama? We were doing it in Alabama. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, you start, it's almost like riding a bike a little bit. Once you kind of figure out where to look, yeah, you'll start finding more. And actually, uh, I really wanted to get a, my lab trained to find them. Uh, you've heard people doing I, that. I, I, my next dog will be trained. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I mean, what? How much? It doesn't seem like an antler would have that much scent after I, it's been sitting there that long. I have thought about that, you know, yeah. a, a million times. Exactly. I mean, you. But, but again, you know, my lab. Her nose is, you oh, know, yeah. she she'll be around the the back of the house, and somebody will walk on the street out front and if the wind's right she's going around man i mean you know i mean and that's oh. that's an acre so dog's so, noses are just amazing it, it, I, we're quail hunting a lot at cabin bluff right. obviously and it just blows me away every time a dog is absolutely a full bore run and turns around in midair and points yeah i mean how do they smell it really I, that fast you know? I, I don't know but, but kind of real quick get get back to your your shed hunting because um you know obviously i have some some property that that i hunt 
in, in Georgia. And, uh, I mean, literally we've found three or four sheds over six years. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, it's, it's, it's different in the South because everything knocks a horn off in, in the South. That's you know, right. I mean, it's, 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 you know, it, you, yeah, every now and then you'll find one in your food plots or stuff like that. But if they go just off the food plots, it's swamp, it's mm-hmm. bushes. I mean, it, it, anything can knock a horn off. That's right. You know, where do you kind of concentrate on to do that? It, I, I, in, in my mind, I think about where deer have to jump, jump over a fence, jump over a creek, jump over a log, right. those kind of things. That's where you'll find a lot because just, just the jostle of his head going. Those, those antlers, once they decide they're coming off, I mean, once the once the, uh, the testosterone gets cut off and they start, they're going to shed. It happens and within 24 hours. Both antlers basically come off, you know, within, wow. within hours of each other. Right. But they're pretty fragile. I mean, they'll come on off. Mm-hmm. And so just a, a high jump over a fence, and when he lands, his antlers will be laying right there or pretty close to right there. Right. So, so I kind of look for those kind of places, obviously the fields, um, because their head's there and they're spending time there and they fall off there. But another part of that why, they, why they're there is because they, they get, if you watch deer on food pots, they're running each other around. And, right, yeah. You know, that's where they can kind of, you know. Be deer. Be deer. <laughs> and so that's that's where you'll find them. Um, particularly, I'm, I mean, I just kind of trained my mind to think of where deer would be yeah, running, right. where deer would be jumping, that kind of stuff. And, I, you know, I've always thought, you know, like I said, when, when I looked at the, the low overhanging branches in the swamp and in and, and, and places like that, you know, yeah. that, uh, that that a buck would go and get his horns, you know, caught on. Or, yeah. And, and, I'm not uh, so, you know. And I'm not so sure that his antlers get knocked off. Now, because they have the antler catchers and all yeah, those yeah, kind of yeah, things, yeah, which yeah. leads people to think you need to get something. That just helps it a little bit. But I think it's more or less they're just falling off. And another place I look, uh, particularly here in the south, is pine plantation, young pine plantation, where deer are loafing and bedding. Just They're spending more time right. in there. Particularly if you've got pines that had agriculture in the past, and you've seen these before that have nothing but pine straw. Yep. Those are good places you can look. And, and I've looked at all those places. That's a, <laughs> you know, it's a, and I'll it, tell you another place yeah. is a place after we do control burns. Yeah, I love to go back in after a control burn, and you'll see antlers just you know. Yeah, they're just glowing out there. Right. You know? And and do you do you think that animals actually do eat them? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. You know, it's got it's full of calcium. Right. And you know, I know you found some that had chew marks. Oh, chew marks all over them. Squirrels yeah. are yeah. probably the the number one consumer of them. But, right. But, yeah, they're chewing on them, getting that calcium out of them, um, just recycling those nutrients, I guess. Wow. All right. Um, on to, to bigger and better things. Um, I, I, I got you right where I want you, okay? Because <laughs> because the only place that this could be any better for me is if we were standing at my property. Yeah. All right? And and, and, and down in this bottom, um, I, I, I'm just like – so so many people out there that that have this dream of owning their their own land. You know, I don't have very much property, but when I right. went into this little piece of property, I thought, you know what, this is a great place for a food plot. You know, I've got I've got swamp to my right, I've got you know big open pine trees to my left, so they'll bed on the right. I got a creek bottom, mm-hmm. you know, that's 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 literally eighty five yards from this, you know, one and a half two acres. So so yeah. this is. This is my spot, you know, and, 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 and had it clear. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have a lot of money to do these, you know, huge food plots and, you know, but I wanted my, my, my two little food plots on, on my little piece of property. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I, I think I did what a lot of people do. You know, you, you read up on it and you talk to people. Okay. But, but, 
but you know, I'm I'm three and a half hours from from my piece of property. So when I go there to plant my sp- springtime plots, um, I, I I do the radio show on Saturday mornings. I'll go Saturday, um, and you know I have done herbicide hopefully two weeks before that. But 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 I'll I'll turn it, and then you know I'll uh, after you know, lime it, fertilize it, and I plant it mm-hmm. the same weekend. Okay, and and it's because of, of that's the time that I have. I don't have time. And, and, and the more I read and the more I talk to you and the more I talk to, to Lagerman, who, who is way anal about food plots more than anybody that I know of, yeah, that's all wrong. It's all wrong. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I did the pH. You know, I, I, I mean, uh, you know, I, I did the soil samples. I, I did everything you guys told me to do. But, but then when you, when you start looking at, you know, how to actually plant a food plot and then when you start really looking at the farmers around you, and mm-hmm. how they how they do their fields and stuff. I mean, there's nothing that's done overnight. No, and that, that that's exactly what I was going to say is planting food plots is not a weekend event. Right. It's a process. Right. Over a month or so. Depend. You know, some, sometimes it's further than that if you got things you need to take care of. But well, let's you know, start in on that process. Where what the, the, what the, is our first step? Where where do we go? The very well, obviously, your first step was. Uh, let's assume you have have a food plot. You were describing a great location for a food plot, right? Because it has a, a lot of different habitats there. Yes, and it's it's what I call corners. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're it's just like you're picking out a hunting spot, right? You want those edges and different habitats, and you also you know look at the soil types on your property and see where the better soils are. You, obviously, you don't want to plant on a big, high, dry, sandy ridge, and you don't want to plant on a a food plot that may be facing east and west if you have an option to go north and south because of the sun right. drying things out so much in the, in the summer. But let's say you've got your plot and you've got it cleared off and you know, you've got the plot you described. Sure. My first step would be just what you were talking about was getting a soil test. Mm-hmm. That by far, I, I can't even tell you how much more important that is than what you plant. Right. You want to get the soil test, send it off, that you tell them what you're going to be planting, and based on that, they give you recommendations for lime and fertilizer and so forth. So, okay, you got your soil test back now. So one Saturday you went up there and you did soil tests, but you're also doing other things around the property and what, what have you. Two weeks later you come back after you got your soil test, and then now you're applying the lime. Okay. And two could, weeks after. Well, just no, that's not important. I'm just, okay. I'm just saying. Okay. Two weeks you get two weeks time. Um, you get a chance to go back up. Okay. If okay. Three and a half hours away. Yep. Um. Apply that lime. You can put it right on top of the ground, and it's going to work fine. Okay. But you can pelletized you can, you or can, powder doesn't make any difference. Uh, I like the I like the granulated uh, lime, just like dolomitic lime you okay. get from the from the uh, uh, feed and seed okay. or your seed. Um, you can speed the process up because it doesn't go it doesn't leach through the soil very well very fast. So if you lightly disc that in into the growing zone, mm-hmm. then that be that, okay. that speeds that process up. But it takes you know, up to at least three months, generally speaking, six months is what I, I shoot for for my crop to get mm-hmm. the lime in to change that chemical process. So just that step alone tells you, hey, this isn't a weekend event. Yeah, absolutely. And so if you lime the same weekend you're plowing and planting and so forth, the, that lime is not going to help you out till three months later. So it's probably going to help your fall planting. If you're right, planting exactly. Spring. Okay. Um, so, you know, you're, 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 this is, you're doing it now. You're, that's the stuff you're doing now, you know, February-ish, March-ish mm-hmm. um, for your spring plantings. Um, so you've got it all, all dissed in. You're letting it sit and you're letting it work. Um, 
two or three weeks later, you come back and you disc it pretty good and you break it in good and get it, then you smooth it off uh, with a hair, you know, finishing harrow uh-huh. and um, let it sit. Again, let, let it let sit. Let things you know, okay. settle in. Right. Let, let all that air that you just put into that soil do its thing and let it get mashed out. Right. Um, do all those things. And then you come back. And you don't just come back when you – I mean, some people don't have the option. you got to plant when you can plant. Sure. But ideally, you want to wait till you got the right soil moisture um, and then plant with rain in the forecast. And when I say right soil moisture, it depends on the soil type. But if you walk out on the food plot and grab a handful of the top three inches of dirt, four inches of dirt, your growing zone, and make a fist with it, and you open, open your hand up, if it stays in a complete hardball, that's probably a little too wet. But if it – stays in pretty much a ball and it's kind of crusty and it starts crumbling around the edges uh-huh. that's about right but if you make you but if you make a ball and, and you open your hand and it just falls all pieces it's too dry so you need to wait you know there's a okay let's sit, let's let's let, let's do this scenario you, you you've gone in you 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 did your herbicide you you did your liming mm-hmm. okay you waited two weeks you went in and dissed it in so so now you're you're waiting to plant and you said that the, the, the optimal time, let's say there's a front coming through and, mm-hmm. and I'm able to, to, to get up there and, 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 and plant in front of, uh, in front of that, that storm that, that's coming two days from now, which you can you know, right. pretty well predict, right. you know, at, at this time of year. Is that the optimal time? Absolutely. Okay. Um, when you, when it comes to planting time, soil moisture is the, crit- is the critical factor there. Okay. So that's what you're looking for. Because what, what we went through last year was, we, it, that that front never came, so we had to plant if you wanted to. You right, know what I mean? Right. I mean, and, and some some of our food plots we just didn't plant. I mean, we we, we never had the water. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you're not irrigated, you can forget it. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and then it not only was it dry, it was exceptionally hot. Exactly. You know, I mean, so you know, it, it, I mean, last year for us for our food plots was was basically a total bust mm-hmm. you know which is which is frustrating you know you you put put all that time and effort into them well it's always uh, always always a gamble yeah even when you've got rain coming you don't know what the next three weeks or a month is, has in store and that's you know if you know the most successful farmers those guys are weather guys too uh, yeah yeah i mean they know the weather patterns in the times they're planning and uh, so they're taking the best guess and trying to do the right. best they can. all right when we come back hopefully we'll have senator mark Pryor. With us right here on the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Don't go anywhere. As a deer hunter, I think this happens to us all. You're sitting in your stand and you catch a glimpse of a huge buck. It happens to be the same buck that fills your dreams and your trail cameras. When you saw him during bow season, he was just out of reach. During gun, he was chasing a doe and moving too fast. You've done everything possible to take this buck. You've moved stands, moved trail cameras. You've taken time off work you shouldn't have. You even missed your niece's wedding. This buck consumes your thoughts. As a matter of fact, there's times when your wife is talking to you, and even though you're looking right at her and shaking your head, you're thinking, man, I wish I had to move that stand on the creek bottom and not on that food plot. You hunt day after day, pass up deer after deer, and then it happens. The last day of deer season goes by, and you still have a tag in your pocket. During turkey season, you find his sheds, and your spirits soar. Starting about August, you put out your trail cameras. About two weeks into it, you finally get a picture of it. He is alive and still around. You look at that picture, and you say, game on. 
If this has ever happened to you, you need to be a part of Hunt Life. Visit HuntLife.com. Since the first days at Mossy Oak, we've been about getting close to critters. That's what drove us to create Original Breakup more than 12 years ago. Today we're doing it again with all-new Breakup Infinity. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. Twelve years of research give it unequaled, effective design. Hey, check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camel pattern, just got better. There was the explosion, and I remember just opening my eyes, and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery, and what's going to happen next? The Wounded Warrior Project said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit woundedwarriorproject.org. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And, and Dave, here's here's the whole thing about it's so funny about about hunting season. You know, people all the time think there's an off season. Well, anymore, there's there's not an off season. We we have a million things. That I have a million things I want to talk to you about. Oh, yeah. But we're 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 going to get cut short because of something very important. We need to go talk to Senator Mark Pryor from from Arkansas this morning. Um, but to wrap up on the food plots, where can people go? To see your, your your articles, you know, uh, because it, that's going to be me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. serious, you know, because sometimes, I mean, literally, I want something that I can print out that says, okay, do this in week one, do this two weeks later, do this three weeks later. Yeah, I've got a uh, I've got a lot of information on the Hunt Life website. Okay, if you go to the Hunt Life website, go into the community tab, uh, you'll see a lot of blogs. Um, and then also in the message board, you'll see some discussions of some of the same questions you were asking where we were answering or I was answering questions okay. about, hey, what do I need to do? Those kind of things. So there's, there's a lot of information there. Uh, I encourage folks to go there. Yep. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's go talk to Senator Mark Pryor. Good morning, Senator. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, hey, listen, um, we, we've been, we've been pumping this up for like two weeks. We were, we were thinking you were going to be here last week and, and, uh, things, things like that happened. Uh, we just appreciate you being here this morning. Well, thank you. It's great to be on. I'm sorry about last week, but, uh, you know, it sounds like you guys are doing great things out there, and there's lots and lots of hunters in Arkansas. I understand that you have a few radio stations affiliated with you in Arkansas, which is great yep. because people people in our state love to hunt, love to fish, love the outdoors. You know, we have a state that, it's maybe kind of a overlooked sometime because it, you know we don't have an ocean or we don't have the you know the Rocky Mountains or something that people love to hike in the Ozarks. They love to trout fish in our streams. I mean, it's just a, it's a neat place to live and a great place to visit. No, I, I I think it's interesting you you say that because you know whenever you start thinking about that that side of the world or the United States, you know you you think of you know Louisiana. Because of of the, the coastal side and, and plus the hunting's very good and then and then obviously everybody knows how how big the deer grow in Texas you know and then and, but it the articles so many articles that you read and 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 and, and I read a, a lot of articles center as in you know from from outdoor life field stream you it's amazing how many of those articles are from Arkansas and, and I mean yeah. it, 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 like you said the, the trout fishing is one thing that that people way overlook in Arkansas and then. 
And then the, the duck hunting, I mean, it's the duck hunting capital of the world. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah it, it's in a great spot. You know, geographically, it's just, it's just kind of, it's like I said, it's not on the ocean, but it, we got the Mississippi Flyway running down our eastern part of the state. So we have tremendous duck hunting. We really have good duck hunting all over the state, but on that side, it's really famous for that. And, um, you know, you mentioned trout fishing and we've got great bass fishing. The great thing is you can live in Little Rock, which is right in the middle of the state. And I'm telling you, you can drive about 30 minutes to an hour in any direction. And you can be, you can be out on the Washita Trail, which is a wilderness trail that goes through the Washita Mountains. And it's unbelievable, and it's it's very uh, pristine and 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 rugged. If you like that kind of thing, I mean, you're out in the wilderness when you're there, and you're an hour from Little Rock, you know. And then you can go an hour east, you can be duck hunting, you can go an hour north, be trout fishing. I mean, it's just. It's it's just a great place to live. It's a very outdoorsy state, and and we we love it, and we love to have people come in. Uh, in fact, we had some people last year that came over, a big group that came over from England to go carp fishing. You know, yeah. we don't do a lot of carp fishing in our state, <laughs> right? We but we have a ton of carp. Yeah, and it's... and actually, there's now somehow some way they they found out. About you can go fishing in Arkansas. Of course, it's relatively cheap too. It's not a it's not a. Big now, is that, is that something you advertise the carp fishing? You know what? I, I'm not aware. I'm not aware of it. But it's possible that our game and fish people, or you know, our Carson tourism people, advertise that over there. I'm not aware of that. But but hey, but hey, they love the carp fish, and you know, hey, more power to them. That's great. Yeah, that's that. That's funny. Just to let everybody know we're talking to Senator Mark Pryor from, from Arkansas. The, what, the reason for for this conversation, is, and 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 I have to tell you this. First of all, I have to thank you for this bill you're trying to get passed because this is something near and dear to my heart. I I grew up duck hunting in Florida, and right. and 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 when I what what you know when I grew up, there, um, Dave, Mark, I, I, there weren't any stamps. I mean, you know, there was there were some stamps that you had to have, but it was it was very simple. You know, no, Kevin, there was stamps. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> yeah. when, when I was and, and but it got all got so confusing. Oh, yeah. To, to, to the point where you didn't know if you needed to go to the post office. Um, you didn't know if you, you the tax office. You, you had no idea. And, and I know that a lot of people out there are going, come on, dude, it's just a stamp. It, and, and I'm just telling you. Oh, that, yeah, it was confusing. The, the regulations yeah. and everything. And, and, and Senator, you're you're trying to change that a little bit. Right, and I'm I'm on the Migratory Bird Commission, which is the federal commission that kind of regulates uh, migratory birds, and also we do we take the money from the duck stamp. So the federal duck stamp costs fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. We take fourteen dollars and seventy cents of that. You know, fourteen seventy, almost hundred percent of it, not quite, but fourteen seventy, and we put it into habitat. And so maybe we're not sure yet because we haven't had a meeting yet, but this year we think. At least we're talking about putting 70% of that habitat up in that prairie pothole region up in, um, you know, Minnesota, the Dakotas, that area up there. Sure. And the reason is because the farming practices have changed up there and the, the habitat for the breeding grounds are going away up in that part of the U.S. and Canada. So anyway, we're, we're talking about that, but we take, like I said, $14.70 for this and put it into habitat. So, you're right. Getting a duck stamp should be easy. Uh, and what we're trying to do, we've had a pilot project in Arkansas where you can just do it online. Mm-hmm. We, there's been eight states in the pilot project. It's worked very well. 
Um, you know, typically, as you would expect, the first year, not very many people did it. Right. Uh, I think I think we had about maybe 10,000 or something. But by um, two, by um, 2010, we had 364,000 people doing it. Wow. You know, so so anyway, it worked. And we, we want to make that permanent. We want to make it easy to get a duck stamp. And we want to encourage people to go hunting. And we, and we love that revenue because we can do more habitat with it. And so... Um, that's what we're trying to do is make this permanent, but also not no longer, you know, a pilot project in eight states, but make it national. So anybody anywhere can get their duck stamp that way. And by the way, I've been doing this last couple of years and it's really easy. In fact, when I did it with my son this season, um, you know, one of those kind of, you know, how it is, yeah, it's, one sure. of deals when it's like, you know, Thursday night, Hey, you want to go duck hunting? Exactly. You know, you know, that, you know, that kind of thing. So we just got online. I mean, it took five minutes, and bam, we were done. And then we print out a little, you know, kind of like like a little code or whatever. Sure. So if we get checked, we have it, and everything's squared away. So easy. So, yeah, yeah we want to make it permanent, and I want to make it national. Senator Pryor, this day, um, I would just – do you think we're going to sell more duck stamps? I would certainly think we probably would because there's, there's that situation you just mentioned on Friday afternoon. Somebody says, hey, you want to go duck hunting with me in the morning? But they can't yep. get to a post office, you know, so they end up yeah. not going. That, I think it will. And I think that that's part, a big part of this is, is the convenience of it. And, um, like, you see, you know how it is. I mean, some, it just happens that way sometimes. Oh, I've yeah. been in that situation before years ago where I wanted to go and nothing was open. And I thought, well, maybe I could drive down, you know, so I think there might be a place down here that's, you know, 24-7, and I think they sell duck stamps. <laughs> right. I'm not sure. You, you know, that kind of thing. No, that's so, what I'm saying. That's exactly right. Before. Yeah. This way you get online, knock it out, done. And, you know, the retailers like it, too, because most of these retailers, they're, I mean, even though they sell duck stamps, I don't think they make hardly any money off the duck stamps. I mean, a few cents, maybe, but, you know, so they're fine with it. Everybody's good with it, and we're hoping that, you know, we can pass it uh, this year, which I think we can. You know, the problem is in Washington, as you all know, we, I know this isn't a political show, but, Lord, things are not going well in Washington. Everybody knows that. Right. So, but I, I, on something like this, I really think we can get it, you know, out fairly quickly. And I'm working with uh, Roger Wicker over in Mississippi. You know, duck hunting's big in Mississippi, sure. too. So I think we can get He's a Republican. I think we can get this out. And it just seems like it makes total sense. I can't see any, you know, any obstacles, it's, it's, I guess. But... Uh, well, 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 I tell you what, hold, hold that thought. We're, we're going to take a break because I, I I have a question about the the process, Senator. I mean, you okay, know, sure. I have a question about you know, okay, it's already there. Why why do we have to have a bill? I'm just because it, it's it's just I'm just curious. So don't don't sure. go anywhere. Okay, okay. yeah, right. sure. F- folks, you're listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show with Senator Mark Pryor from Arkansas, and uh, we're talking duck hunting with a senator. That's that's pretty cool stuff. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. After sweating it out all afternoon, I have finally accepted that no turkey of any kind lives within a mile of where I'm sitting. Time to pack it in. And just in time to get a text from Joe. He's wrapping it up, too, with tags filled. Ouch. But as I throw in the towel, it hits me. In just 30 minutes, I'll be back at camp. We'll all settle in, kick back, talk about the day, cheer our successes, and cheer our failures best thing is we'll do it all with a spirit of friendship and fellowship it's the fellowship of hunters everywhere safely home from the hunt without a doubt this is the hunt life 
If you're living the hunt life too, it's time you tell the world about it, even if it is a little chilly outside. Check out the online store at HuntLife.com for our ultra-warm hooded sweatshirt, fleece vest, and knit cap. This winter, show everyone you're living the hunt life. Visit HuntLife.com today. You want to get really close to critters this fall? Then you'll have to try all-new Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. Twelve years of research give it unequaled, effective design. Together, they represent the most dramatic, high-tech bleep in the history of camo. Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camo pattern just got better. Let fish and wildlife biologist Scotty Brown's 25 years of experience work for your property with Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management. They help landowners on developing and managing properties where recreational fishing and or hunting is the priority. Their lake management services include fish population sampling, electrofishing, water analysis, vegetation establishment or reduction, lake design or renovation, and long-term management strategies for your water body's future. Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management installs and repairs aeration systems, fountains, fish and game feeders, and their own design, Forever Tree Fish Attractors. They're experts in keeping small public water bodies and retention ponds in housing developments and golf courses working properly. So if you're looking to improve your property's aquatic resources, call Scotty Brown at Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management at 214-383-3223. That's 214-383-3223. I've been a member of the Federation for 18 years. Federation stands for good stewardship of the resources and preserving our hunting heritage through those efforts, I want my kids to be able to enjoy the same privilege that I have. My father joined the Federation for me, and I've done the same for my children. Jakes, women in the outdoors, and wheeling sportsmen, they want to be the best conservation organization in the world. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Welcome back to Hunt Life March Madness, folks. That's what it is uh, this March. We uh, we have so many guests scheduled for the month of March, uh, so stick around. Don't go anywhere. Uh, we've been talking to Senator Mark Pryor from, from Arkansas this morning. And, and, and Senator, real real quick, I, w- I want to ask you one question, and, and then I, I really want to get into your, your hunting background. Um, with you, Dave and I were talking, you know, during the break that you, you can already use, you can already go get the duck stamp online. Correct. Right. All right. Why? Why is it that we have to pass a bill to to have it permanent? Well, it's one of those situations where what Congress does in a lot of instances is they have to authorize a government agency to do something. So, uh, Fish and Wildlife right now doesn't have the authority to do it beyond just the pilot project that we set up a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And you know why? We always do it that way. I don't know. I mean, a lot of times that's a good thing to do because it's a little bit of a check and balance. You want to make sure an agency doesn't run amok and, you know, Congress has oversight. But on something like this, you would think that they would have given fish and wildlife the discretion a long, long time ago, but they just didn't. And it may be because a long, long time ago there was no such thing as online, you know. Yeah, that's true. I'm not quite sure, but this will give them the authority to do it. And then they'll have to figure out exactly how they do it and how they set it up. And that's a, 
you know, we'll let them figure it out. I mean, they're, they're already doing it, so I think it won't take them very long to, to get it up and running nationally. So um, that, that's why we do it that way. Okay. Uh, and, and I know that's that was um, Dave's question also. Dave, you were, you were talking about it, when when they pass this, Senator, how, how long do you think it'll be until, say, somebody in, in Florida, <laughs> just happens to be our state, can, can use right. this? Well, you know, my guess is it would be available next hunting season. Okay. And I'm hoping what we're able to do is I'm hoping, uh, you know, let's say in March of this year, I'm hoping we could get it passed through the Senate and get it over to the president. And, you know, let's just say by sometime in April it is law, it's federal law. Then that gives the agency a few months to to get it, you know, up and running nationally. But like I said, they've got this pilot project. So right. to me, at that point, it really becomes a matter of, you know, uh, clicking on a few things, you know, sure. when they do the programming, and then it's available. Is my guess. Now, w- one thing, the great thing about in Arkansas right now is you go to the Arkansas Game and Fish website. And, and that's how you do it online. So I'm sure there's a little bit of an interface with each state. And but again, that that seems to me that'd be up to the state to do, and that, uh, every right. state would be eager to do it. And you know, my guess is it'll be available nationwide this this coming duck season. Sure. All right. So you're, you're obviously from Arkansas. You, you you grew up duck hunting. You got what? What's your favorite? Uh, you mean what kind of hunting is my favorite? And duck hunting wise, I mean, you know, because that's what we're talking about. I mean, is it is it you know getting in flooded timber? Um, you know, it's in our state. You know, we really do all kinds, but I, the flooded timber is probably the most fun to me. It's it's a little more active. Right. You're, you're kind of out there in it, and sometimes you have to walk quite a bit to do it. I mean, in our state, we have lots and lots of places to go, and, and some of the places I go. You know, if it's not good in one spot for some reason, you may walk, you know, a quarter mile or something over to another spot through the water. And I don't know, it's just a more active, you're, you're, yeah. you know, you're, it's not as passive. When you're in the duck line, which is unbelievably beautiful. In fact, I was, I saw a friend of mine yesterday and I went duck hunting with him. And he has this amazing little hunting hole and it's like a postcard, you know, it's right. almost like a little circular opening in the in the woods and i mean it's, he's got the decoys laid out there so and the sun comes up just perfect i mean he has he has just this great little but, honey and, hole, so and, and some some of these guys get a little out of line with these duck blinds man i mean so some of the shows that because i'm again i watch a lot of outdoor shows when you see these guys in a duck blind and there's somebody down there cooking breakfast for them i'm going now that that that's that, that, that happened to me about Two three years ago, I, I was hunting, and I was with some guys that I, I kind of know, but not that well. But it was great; we we're having fun, and you know, we had this guy with us that was kind of, kind of like the duck club manager type guy, you know. And sure, he was so nice; he was squaring us away on the boats and everything. And we were in a nice blind, and I, I hear him kind of rumbling around. I'm like, "What are you doing?" He goes, "I'm cooking breakfast." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, man, I'll have, I'll have you a biscuit in like five minutes." I'm like, are you kidding me? Okay, here we are, you know. Yeah. But, you know, so there's all kinds. I mean, look, you know, we, in our state, we have a lot of public land hunting. There's there's various uh, bios and wildlife refuges and things like that. So, I mean, it, it's all, it's every, it's all over the spectrum in our state. I mean, it's, it's go out there to kind of a Cadillac type hunt, and then you've got these other hunts where you're just going out there and hoping for the best. But it, it's fun, a lot of variety. Absolutely, and just to let folks know, we're talking to Senator Mark Pryor, 
uh, from Arkansas. And, uh, did, did you grow up duck hunting? You know, I did. Uh, my, my little history is I didn't do a lot of duck hunting until I was a teenager. Didn't, didn't do much hunting at all. A few, few times, but not much at all. Then when I was a teenager, I started getting into it. And, um, you know, I, I guess probably the first thing I started to do, I don't know if I should say it, the first thing I started to do is, I, you know, I had a twenty two and we would go out and shoot snakes in Arkansas. Uh-huh. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go out to people's farms, go out to whatever, and shoot snakes. And sure. In Arkansas, because we have a lot of rice, and that that's grown in the water. I mean, there's a whole section of state. In fact, the same section where you really duck hunt, it is loaded with snakes. We used to go down there and shoot water moccasins and stuff. And would just, you Would you where, do that now? Well, uh, the state doesn't want you to. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, it, it, yeah. I mean, if if it was legal, because I used yeah. to do crazy things like that too. Okay. I, I, and there's I, no I, way I, I would walk into a snake field, uh, yeah. in a, uh, this field full of snakes now and shoot them. I, I was crazy. I, one of my one of my best friends is a is a rice farmer, and you know, I, I was with him. I don't know. I, I went down on the farm with him, just hung out with him for a day last year, uh-huh. and. He's out there. I mean, he's down there, waist deep in water, fixing one of his, you know, rice levees. Yeah. Gate on his rice levees, messed up. He's down there, and I mean, a water moccasin swims between his legs. Ooh. You know. <clears throat> no, see, brother, that just gives me the willies. I, I, I... Hey, what, what what he does, you know, you kind of think about these guys like carrying pistol. He just carries a shovel. Right. You know. Yeah. And so when he sees one, he turns around, and whack. <laughs> yeah, uh, he kills it right there with a uh, shovel. I mean. I mean, you talking about hand-to-hand combat? <laughs> it's unbelievable. But, 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 so yeah. I mean, I grew up doing a lot of that kind of stuff, just going out and shooting. And I, I really wasn't ever big on just shooting birds, you know, right. just for the sake of that. Uh, uh, although a lot of a lot of farmers in our state would love for you to come and shoot their bite birds. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> you know, Dave, you got, you yeah, got about one minute, uh, Senator. I just want to tell you, thank you for what you're doing. Yes, and it it, it does my heart good knowing that. We've got folks in the government like yourself that hunt because uh, that's you know somewhat of a rarity a little bit. And you're in a position that you can influence good things for wildlife. You were talking about the Prairie Pothole region, which yep. is the duck factory. That's what makes all the ducks that come through Arkansas and all the way down and, the flyways. And, 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 and I got I to real quick. Uh, Senator, I need your help. Yes, okay, and, okay. I, and, I, and I'm dead serious about this. Um, and, and this is for another total different show, but Magnuson-Stevenson Act. Um, uh-huh. I, I am I am a charter captain on you know on the east coast of Florida, and right. what what you know what they're doing to us right now the, the 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 federal government is 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 crazy putting us out of work and stuff. Just you you being an outdoorsman, make sure you pay attention to the Magnuson Stevenson Act, please. I sure well. I'm actually on that committee. I'm on a, in the Commerce Committee, and Ted Stevens used to be the chairman of the Commerce Committee, and I served with Ted before he died, but. Yeah, no, we'll look at that, and uh, we'll be glad to do that. He, he loves to tell the story about how he and Magnuson passed that. He said he wrote the whole thing, and then Magnuson took it over, and it became Magnuson Stevens instead of Stevens Magnuson. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, I'll be glad. I'll be glad to look at that. And, and we do have some in the House and Senate that hunt and, and fish, and yep. we kind of nickname ourselves the, the Hook and Bullet crowd uh, because that you know. But there's a, actually a Sportsman's Caucus up there, and there's a. There's a few folks like Ducks Unlimited and, and some other groups like that that kind of band together to help do a little sportsman caucus to try to, you know, make others in the Congress aware of how important it is uh, to the U.S. that we have 
good hunting and fishing. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much, Senator, for spending some time with us this morning here on the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Hey, let's do it again, and y'all come to Arkansas and go duck hunting. I'll I'll get you squared away. Uh, don't don't ask me that because I'll show up at your front door. <laughs> we can do it. Uh, thanks, right. Senator. Thank okay. you. Yes, sir. Uh huh. You bet. Thank you, Senator yeah. Mark Fryer from Arkansas. Awesome. Fantastic. Hey, I mean, sound like a regular guy. Yeah, you know, the last thing he said there, they got a group of folks there that are influencing. The hooking bullets. Hooking bullets. Oh, man, that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what all the hunters and all the wildlife need, yep. folks like him. Absolutely. We'll be right back with Hunt Life Outdoor Show. As a hunter, we all know that perfect morning. You wake up early before the sun, you have a cup of coffee, grab some snacks, and start towards your stand. You have waited for this morning all year. The wind's perfect, the temperature's just right, and the bucks are in full rut. You sit in the dark, straining your ears for any little noise. The sun finally starts to filter through the trees, then it happens. A doe comes by you on a fast trot. You immediately clip your release to your bow because you know he is coming. You hear a loud grunt and see antlers. It's a buck, a big buck. You stand up trying not to concentrate on the antlers. Your hands are shaking. You can't control the trembling in your knees. You draw the bow back, praying the buck continues down the trail. But as big bucks do, he turns. Your heart sinks. You have a decent shot, but not one you're comfortable with. You decide to let him go. Even though you're disappointed, you can't help but think just how cool that was. The folks at Hunt Life, they know how you feel. That's why they started Hunt Life, so we can share our outdoor experiences with each other. If you know this feeling, visit HuntLife.com. Because Hunt Life knows it's all about the outdoor experience. America's number one camo pattern just got better. All new breakup infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of field. Twelve years of research give it unequaled, effective design. Together, they break up Hunter's outline like never before. Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Break up infinity for Mossy Oak. It's not a passion, it's an obsession. We know the future of hunting depends on our nation's youth. But did you know that in many states, it's illegal for you to take your son or daughter hunting until the age of 12 or even older? As a result, we have fewer young hunters, and the Families of Field program is designed to eliminate those barriers. Hunting is safe, and the safest hunters of field are young people with adult mentors. Visit our website at familiesoffield.org to find out how you can bring more families afield. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. All right, Dave, um, we only have a few minutes left, but uh, hey, folks, just, just to let you know, uh, next week we are going to have Scott Carlson on from Carlson Choke Tubes. Yeah, we've got turkey season coming up. And he's going to tell us you know, about choke tubes, about special shot. For Man, choke that, tubes. That'll it, be interesting. It, there are so many choke tubes out there now, and it, you know it's yeah. hard to pick them out. What 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 do you, what do you get? You know, what yeah. are you looking for? So so here's here's one of my famous duck stories. I get invited on a duck hunt, and I'm pumped up. It's at a plantation, you know, and and. I just, man, again, you know, but it was kind of weird because they're like, okay, be here at 7.30, eat breakfast, and then we're going to take you out to the duck blind. I'm 7.30? Going, yeah, I'm going, <laughs> I'm going, what in the world? 7, uh, 7.30? You know, you know me, I, I, literally, I'm thinking 4 o'clock, you know. Yeah. So so anyway, we go with this big plantation, and and we, we eat this huge breakfast. I'm going, what are we doing, you know? And So they, 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 they put us in a truck, they take us out, 
and they, they, they drive up to the blind and, and, and put you in the blind. I'm going, and this, and it was a cypress pond that was, dude, it was, it was something out of a magazine. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sitting there, you know, and they get the dog ready and, and all of a sudden the, our guide goes, he gets on the radio and he goes, okay. Release the ducks. This is way. This is way after daylight, right? I yeah, mean, you, you I'm, eat going, breakfast. I'm going. What? Release the ducks. You know. And all of a sudden, here, here comes, here comes like five mallards. And, and I had two other guys with me, and, and I let them shoot. You know, it's like it was like shooting ducks yeah. in a barrel. Okay. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the guy goes, "Release all the ducks." Three thousand mallards. Oh man. And I'm going. This ain't duck hunting, you know. I was—I I never pulled the trigger. It—it—it it, it upset me so bad. Seriously, yeah, it, it, yeah. look, hunting's hunting. If—if—if if, if that's what—if that's what your gig is, that's great. But—but but for me, I was sitting there. and He goes, "Release the ducks." I'm like, "Huh?" Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, a uh, huge thanks to Senator Mark Pryor from Arkansas for for being on with us. And, Fantastic uh, guy, man. Yeah, that was that was that was fun. I just absolutely enjoyed having him and. And, and again, you and I talked about it. it. Just sounds like a regular guy, which boy, you just don't think about much of that in Washington right now. That's right, and we, we need folks like that. Sure, we, need we do. Folks like that. Sure, we do. And 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 once again, folks, just a reminder: uh, Scott Carlson with Carlson Choke Tubes is, is going to be with us next week for the for the Hunt Life Outdoor Show and uh, getting us da- ready for turkey season. Yeah, Dave, uh, people can find you at HuntLife.com. Yeah, HuntLife.com. I've actually got a good bit of uh, some duck stuff on there, but that's going into turkey season. Yeah. Check it out. There's a lot of stuff on there about turkeys. And food plots. And food plots. Absolutely. Yeah. Folks, I hope you all have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us right here on the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Thank you for listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Be sure to check out the very latest in the Hunt Life by logging on to HuntLife.com. The Hunt Life Outdoor Show is a product of Hunt Life Productions. Copyright 2012.